Introducing Mortgage Matters. He has no idea how bad it is out there. He has no idea. A show dedicated to helping you navigate a challenging and ever-changing financial and real estate landscape. The economy continues to face numerous difficulties. Now, your hosts, Dan Podesto and Jason Grody of Central Coast Lending. The fact that you're being called upon to help clean up Wall Street's mess is an outrage. Broadcasting outrage. live from the KVEC studios in San Luis Obispo. What economy are you talking about? Talking it's about. time for Mortgage Matters. Hello, good morning. Hi, everyone. Thanks for being here. It's a January 23rd and a whole new live show. Get excited. We don't have Dan Podesto with us this morning. We got Mike Points here. Good morning, here, present. Yawning, stretching. <laughs> You're supposed to do that before we go live. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm I'm excited. So I was here last show of the year, mm. 2015. We made some predictions. Oh yeah, all Are of they which are... have been obliterated so far. Yeah, <laughs> it's still early, but uh, it's good to be back, uh, and it's good to be here on the show with you. I don't think I've done a show with you for four or five months. Wow, maybe it's been that long. Lucky me. Right. <laughs> okay. Well, well put. <laughs> no, I'm thrilled. It'd be nice to have some fresh blood. How does yeah. it feel to sit in Dan's seat and kind of look the other direction? It feels different. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yes. I do. This is my this is my spot. And if mm. I'm going to be the primary talker, then uh, I'm sitting where I'm sitting. You're going to have the primary seat. It's, I actually <laughs> feel like it's kind of a subordinate seat, though, right? It's like off the end. Nobody else sits here for any of the other programming, do they? Ample leg room. So. I want to have good. I think so. The problem is when we all sit on the same side of the table. That's not natural conversation. I scooch over here. We can see each other well. Yeah, we're we're having better conversations. Yeah, you can't look down in the face. Right, I can only look him at his profile. Exactly. So, uh, I'm interested though. So I I must admit I was out of town and I I have yet to listen to that year end show. What did you guys uh, discuss? Uh, well, we talked about a couple things that rolled out at the end of the year, really talking about Fannie Mae being more supportive to helping more people buy homes by the way that they lowered the, um, took away really the, the necessity for um, the occupant borrower and the quote unquote non-occupant borrower, um, you know, formula or, you know, scenario doesn't have to have any money down. We talked about the fact that they're trying, they're really trying to help people only have to put 5% down in the high balance market, which is yeah. anything, any loan above 417 up to the high balance limit in your county. San Luis Obispo, of course, is 561, 200. Yeah, that's been a, uh, there hasn't been too much of that hitting the streets yet. I'm not sure enough people know about it or are out marketing it properly. I've been talking about it for the last couple of weeks because I think there's a real opportunity there. So what Mike's describing is really that the the typical conforming loan amount for our area has been 417000 And at that loan amount, you could do as little as 3% down. If you exceed that loan amount, there's a there's sort of a high balance um I want, it's almost like an overlay. Like they take the same program, but then they give you some different criteria that you must meet in order to borrow between 417.01 and 561.2. And in that zone, it's been 10% down. And so um, 
That's a pretty big jump. I mean, from three percent to ten percent when you just go one dollar over four seventeen, and um, and yeah. believe me, the yeah. people that are they find a, a house where you know the, it, it's such that they would get a loan amount of four twenty five. Yeah, and it's like, well, but with a loan amount more than four seventeen, you need ten percent down, and you're trying to do four twenty five with three percent down, so it doesn't work. You now need an extra. $8,000 down. It's like, well, if I had $8,000 down, I wouldn't be trying to borrow 425. So you end up in this this kind of weird Correct. no man's land. And by the way, there's a couple other spots of the market that way right now that I think are really interesting. Um, We're talking between 750 and 1 million. Yeah. Yeah. And really, I'd even say 650 and 1 million. Probably it, better. It gets to that part where people don't quite have the whole. Um, 20% down payment, but our maximum conforming loan amount kind of reaches the 5612 right. and then leaves you. Right. And at that market needs 10% down. But when you when you cross that threshold, that's where you get into jumbo financing. And and jumbo financing, I mean, it's out there. It's it's around. I mean, you you I think did the most jumbo loans of anybody in our company this year. Technically the jumbo guy. Yeah. So there, we know it's out there and it's possible, but it shifts gears a little bit. I mean, you're getting away from, by and large, the the Fannie Mae criteria, which, you know, is meet the, the debt to income ratio is higher than jumbo loans. The minimum credit score is, is lower than jumbo loans. Um, they tolerate issues usually better than jumbo loans. If you've had a a loan modification or a short sale foreclosure bankruptcy. Usually right. the the agency Fannie Mae programs are a bit more tolerant than jumbo loans. So there, there's that segment of market that gets sort of squeezed in there where there's not a great loan opportunity for people. And, and once you kind of hit well into the, you know, seven, eight, nine hundred thousand dollar loans, you realize the only way you're getting a loan is to play in the true jumbo world. And I think people warm up to that a little bit easier. So at any rate, the, I mean, back to the point, though, is that Fannie Mae has made a concerted effort to be more competitive in that space between 417 and 561.2. And so what they've done is dropped the down payment requirement from 10% down to 5%. Yeah. They've also removed a few other um, components to that program, too, Um in terms of the first-time home buyer, you don't have to be a first-time home buyer to take advantage of the low down payment program. Uh, they've removed some income restrictions for what was the My Community Mortgage. Uh, Anthony and I were actually one of the other loan officers in the company. We were talking about this yesterday. There's a break from oh, on yeah, our yeah, street. Yeah. On one side of the street, your maximum income um, for that program is like sixty something thousand dollars, and on the other side of the street, there's no income limit for the same program. And the reason that would be is because the county and is it the FFCCE? Whoa! It's the <laughs> I'm not I'm not good at acronyms. I, I always I have to look at Dan and go F F H A. Here, where are we? Essentially, the the powers that be have decided that you know that region right there up into is it the creek? 
Or is it the street? Um, I, I, you know, I didn't look at the actual yeah. map itself, but that, what Anthony was, he had just looked it up, is that it was somewhere off of like Curb Reel, that one side was rural and one side was not. Sure. And that was the difference. Sure. And that could be a savvy way to get real close to town <laughs> and, you know, do a, a 3% down loan program. Yeah. So, yeah. I uh, want to say something, though, just to, you know, we talk a lot about borrower's position because obviously we help borrowers all day long. But think about selling your house in that price range from 650 to a million. You really want to have, I mean, it's a really good opportunity for you to reach out to us at Central Coast Lending and say, look, I'm probably, I'm probably not going to do a loan with you. I'm trying to sell this house, but, you know, I'm looking to sell this house. And what, what should I be looking for if I get an offer from a borrower that, you know, is a jumbo? Yeah. It's a, it's a good thing to consider because you might get, <laughs> you might get, you might get frustrated if your house doesn't turn around and sell like all the other houses in town in a week and a half. I just giggled, Mike. I did your personal loan when you guys bought your house. Of course, it was before you were a loan officer. Right. And you had come from another lender in town that told you you could do something that was not of guidelines. That's and right. so when you sat down and I said, oh, what you're being offered is doesn't exist. The only way to do that is with 10% down. And we had a laugh over that. So there's a lot of misinformation right. out there. And right. and I'm not I'm I'm not in the business of bashing. I don't want to say names and, you know, damage people in that way. That was a local lender that's been here a very long time. Right. Um, but I agree with you. And I think it's a great point. I'm not positive I know what you could do with the information be, because I've thought about this before. Right, because if you are landing in that no man's land, it's almost like as a seller you kind of want to know that, um, and and kind of predating you a little bit, it used to be in the two thousand three, four, five, six, uh, all to A loans. So this was if if Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac are deemed the A paper loans, what we had then was like another set of guidelines which were called. Alt-A, which stands for alternative A, right? Yep. So this was the alternative to the A paper programs. And you know what the, the, really the magic number loan amount for Alt-A loans was? 650. Wow. So There you go. So it's okay to do, I mean, you had from however low dollars up to $650,000, that was really the deal. And so... That was one of the things where people sort of looked down their nose at Fannie Mae and Fred, at Freddie Mac and said, oh, you guys are clearly out of touch. I mean, one of the reasons they existed well in that space was that the programs were a little bit more far-reaching and accommodating, especially in markets like California. Yeah. And so that was one of the reasons why I think a lot of market share was was gained by those companies that that other, I mean, arguably shouldn't have been. Um, but we just learned, I mean, every year the conforming loan amount is revisited and Fannie does these calculations, Freddie, they do the calculations and determine what the loan amount should be for the area. And a couple years ago, the same Fannie Mae program allowed us to go up to, I think it was 729 in yeah. our county. And so 729, some change. This, this is where I always look to Dan because he remembers, well, I was... 729.3 or something. <laughs> He'll remember the dollar spot on, but it was 720 something thousand bucks was where that loan went. And so it's actually gotten more conservative as the market's begun to recover. 
it's an interesting thing. You could have some good dialogue about why. Uh, and I think ultimately Fanny doesn't want to be in the jumbo business. So, um, sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And the other thing I was going to just add to this seller reaching out to us or just in general reaching out to their financial professionals is when you sell a home in California that you've occupied two out of the last five years consecutively. So the first two or the middle two or the last two, you know, you can, you can make $250,000 on that house if you're an individual and up to $500,000 as a married couple and not pay taxes on that money if you can say that you've qualified those guidelines. Yeah, there's currently a capital gains exemption. I Correct. know that is one of the things that's being talked about um, in the political shuffle that is who's going to you know get tax changes and make the next plans and all this. So this is one of those things that I do understand to be on the table is about just the, the capital gains tax rates, not necessarily the exemption itself. Sure. Sure. Um, but yeah, you bring up a good point. And that does, it makes a really big difference. Um, in fact, we have clients um, that have spent the, this last recovery since the recession that um, look at only buying and occupying a home for two years to capture that appreciation mm -hmm. um, and then take that into something else. Yeah. Is there other vehicles that protect yourself from the capital gains? component you know of, of what you and by the way before yeah before but if i could yeah before you jump over to that what you're going to say because i think it's valuable i want to just say in that middle market again that jason brought up 650 to a million if you're making a windfall of cash on the sale of your property consider being a seller's note consider carrying some paper for the buyer because here now what we can do is we can have the borrower that's coming to buy your house the buyer if you will in the contract get an 80 percent of the value of the property loan from us a first up to 80 percent you can carry 10 percent meaning so now they're at 80 90 percent of the loan value and then they the buyer only has to bring 10 percent of their cash to the table and that's something where if we if you work with lenders like us at Central Coast Lending, we have access to banks that are willing to do that type of transaction all day long, warranted that the buyer has a 720 or better credit score, warranted that the income's there to support it, just like right. any loan. But you might be in a position now where you're selling an asset, getting a windfall of cash, and also creating a little bit of income. A little cash flow, On too. the back end. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, And that's all financing. That's all financing. Right. There's nothing illegal, nothing unethical. Well, and this was, I think this is, I mean, you're getting to the heart too of, you know, basically just what is marketability? Because if you, if you really understand marketability that way, and this is good information for the agents that represent buyers too, Agreed. as well as buyers, is Agreed. just knowing that, you know, and we do all these flyers. Um, there's a, there's been a really common misconception, and it's still peddled by some of the banks that in order to borrow a million bucks, you still have to have twenty percent down. I mean, there, there are banks in town that will tell you that. I hear it every baby shower I go to, every wedding. Just I trying like, to save that two hundred grand so yeah. I can buy that million dollar house. You say, well, wait a minute. I like what would you say my... if I told you you could do that with? five or 10% down. Right. Um, and the reality is those programs are out there. Uh, and of course they're, they're not going to be quite as attractive as if you had 20% down, but mortgage insurance is not the enemy. 
I mean, there, some of them don't even have mortgage insurance. So there, there's a variety of loan programs out there. But going back to that point about marketability is that when you offer that home for sale, that that million dollar house and slow, if you're if you believe your market share or that the realtors believe that the buyers or the buyers believe that twenty percent down is what it requires you have a lesser marketability than if everybody knew that, hey, there's some really great opportunities here for a 10% down loan with a seller carry or a 5% down no mortgage insurance loan. There's a bunch of different opportunities to look at and it'll help you realize what the marketability of the home is too. And then likewise, at the same time, being able to evaluate when a buyer like you came to me for a second opinion previously pre-qualified from a very reputable lender in town and looked at that and said, no, what you're attempting to do will not work. Right. And you don't want, as a seller, you don't want to get caught up in an escrow where the buyer's financing plan, no matter how pre-approved it looks, is falling apart. Right. Um, and so that that's definitely something that we can help people with if you're wanting the help is to, to come forward and suggest that, um, you know, that this is this is the deal I'm being proposed, and do you see any significant problems with it? Some of the new construction builds around the county have preferred lenders where they'll incent Correct. you to use their lender, and if you don't, that's okay too, but you need to have their lender look at your paperwork. And that, that part of the preferred lender relationship I actually really understand and agree with is that Makes a ton desire. Of sense. You know, if you went on to cash call and got pre-qualified by some goon in Michigan that has no idea what he's doing for the San Luis Obispo market, right? I mean, say this guy looks up, you you're he's trying to give you a maximum conforming loan and you say San Luis Obispo and he gets right to Santa Barbara County. And it's like, right, and he hears the sand and go, oh, that's it, and clicks that. Santa Barbara has a, a, a higher loan amount than we have here. So he might issue a pre-qualification letter on a file where now you're in escrow and the whole thing is going on until it's discovered that you need to put another $70,000 down. That's problematic. Right. So I, I've long thought that having a lender look over um, and sort of be a second set of eyes on somebody else's pre-qualification letter. And um, I, I've, I've long thought, I, I wish there was a way that we could do that in the company, um, short of just this, of just telling people, hey, if you're involved in a transaction uh, where you're just the seller of a piece of property wanting to make sure that the lender representing the buyer, that these guys actually have a plan that has likelihood of panning out, um, I mean, we would do that for anybody that came to us and wanted that help. Absolutely. Um, but it'd be great to have a whole department of that, just like sort of a reality check department. Is this possible? <laughs> Can you do this? The survey? Just The survey says. <laughs> 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 You've exceeded the maximum loan amount. Yeah, right. <laughs> or that that program you believe you're getting with 5% down actually takes 10% down. So show me the money, you know? Right. Um, all right, it's time for the first commercial break of the show. So, Jim, put down your solitaire. <laughs> Let's put down. <laughs> Actually, the computer I don't know where now. to put this queen. Where do I, I put this queen? <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you know what you're supposed to do if you get lost in the woods? What is that? Start playing solitaire because it only take a minute for someone to come behind you and tell you where to put that jack. Oh, okay. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> 
So true. All right. So true. He's not, by the way, Jim's not even actually playing solitaire at all. He's, He's got like lining uh, up. There's three <laughs> monitors up and open. One of them looks like the heart rate of America. Yeah. Uh, one, one of them reports. looks like the Skittles chart of colors here. And then the other, um, maybe less threatening, has got some time slot stuff on it. The one that's showing actually what's going over the air. The one I'm picking out the, com- the, the music to come back with. And the one that records the jewels that you were saying right now so that we can put them on your website. So they can be forever documented. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. So we're going to do a commercial break. We'll be back in a few minutes with more Mortgage Matters. Hope you stick around. Don't go anywhere. Keep it locked to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. To ask a question, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. We'll be back in just a few minutes. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending, Central Coast Lending. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. Just call 543-LOAN. We're the mortgage experts on the Central Coast. Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is locally owned and operated with locations in Paso, Morro Bay, San Luis Obispo, and Arroyo Grande. Central Coast Lending, the mortgage experts. What a state of generosity. Look what my agent got for me. Just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks, I couldn't ask for more. But now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical, but maybe something practical, like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you could save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. You're listening to Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. If you missed any part of the show, log on to centralcoastlending.com for archived shows and more. Now, back to your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. All right, everybody, welcome back. Let's see Richard Dawson coming out right now. That was a right good now. show. <laughs> Richard Dawson? Well, now it's the other guy. It's, um, what's his name now? That's hilarious name. now. Yeah. I can't think of his name S- either. Survey says. What are you talking about? I surveys? don't know. I mean, I don't know they put the red X right on their face. Are you guys telling me that you're like watching daytime television? Well, you don't have YouTube? Why you not? You can watch anything yeah, now at any time. Of course I have YouTube. Of course you do. Yeah. I have a smartphone. Mm. I met with a guy yesterday who said he's going back to the flip phone. <laughs> I don't want any more emails. 
<laughs> Any more texts? When I leave my office, I just can make a phone call. It makes it very convenient. <laughs> Should I get a flat tire? And so I started thinking, like, where would he get this flip phone? Uh, Maybe, yeah. well, you can still buy them. Yeah, especially like the Go phone type of things, like the prepaid oh, phone okay. services. Yeah, okay. Yeah, They're really simple. That's a way to hang up on someone, right? Mm-hmm. Flip just it flip shut. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There it is. It's hard to slam the phone down Word on somebody now. You're like home key. Touch red phone. <laughs> uh, I pushed that button hard. I hung up on you. Do you guys get the newspaper? You could probably just tell yeah. Surrey to hang up on them. Sir, hang up on them. <laughs> Aggressively. <laughs> do you get the newspaper, Mike? Did you see today's newspaper? Uh, I, I actually do not get the tangible paper at my house. Me I read either. the Tribune on my phone or my tablet. Well, you could have read this on your phone or tablet. Though. What was it? Um, in the real estate news section, there's a pretty epic article here uh, outlining the Homes for Heroes program. Oh, yeah. How about that? Yeah. Um, it's actually uh, featuring and, and talking a little about uh, Central Coast Lending here. That's great. So Homes for Heroes, this is, this is a cool program. Um, we, we just really started. We, we did a <laughs> – kind of funny. I learned about this program a few years ago. I heard it on a radio commercial basically. This, oh, Homes for Heroes and had something to do with – um, basically doing VA loans. And if you were getting a VA loan and going through this program, you would get some dollars off your closing cost. And so we ran a program kind of similar, but a little bit more expansive because the, that program is limited only to veterans. And so we were kind of thinking, well, obviously veterans are heroes, but there are other heroes as well, right? I mean, of course, run down the list, like plenty of um, great, even teachers, for example, let's lump them into that category. So we had a program where if you were, if you were working essentially in one of those, um, any one of those jobs that could be argued as, you know, doing a hero's job that we were extending the discount to. And it was fine. I mean, the program worked well. We like advertised it around, um, fourth of july i think or something like that so this this time though um this article in the paper is referencing specifically that we finally um, just jumped in and are are subscribing to um, this program homes for heroes where for a fee we belong to it and really what it is is it's like a referral service where um if a vet is buying a home in Central Coast and is looking for uh, help with this program, they pair you up with a realtor. Big perk of this, the realtors are VA approved realtors. So they know the ins and outs of the program. They know the requirements of the program. Oh, they that's, know the, that's delightful. They know the property condition requirements, right. everything that goes into it. Right. And they also pairing you up with a lender, again, that understands well how to use a VA loan, um, what the parameters and requirements are, uh, and sort of the icing on the cake. If it's not good enough that that vet gets paired up with sort of the experts in the field of what is VA home buying and lending, the realtor gives 25% of the commission and um, gets a uh, 
credit also from the lender. So you can get, um, a, I think it's a $500 credit to go towards the appraisal from the lender. Um, Dan's texting me right now. This guy, he's not here today on the radio show. He's uh, here. But he's, he's listening and making sure that the content is accurate and Dan on track. Dan is always present. And he's telling me that it's not just for VA. So um, military personnel, police, peace officers, firefighters, first responders, teachers, and healthcare workers. So there you go. Healthcare workers as well. Yeah. That's amazing. So, I think that's cool. If you fit into one of those categories or know somebody that does... Um, I mean, you can contact us, contact us directly as we are part of the program. Um, but there's also information out there under the homes for heroes program. Um, and our, our company, as well as, uh, Alicia de Grazia, who's with Remax Parkside, um, are essentially going to be who handles that transaction. So. It's a great way to be properly represented in a transaction by folks that are vetted to know the programs, be able to do these things well, and get a little bit of a kickback on, you know, the commission and a reduction in fees for having gone through yeah. uh, this resource to do it. So pretty cool. Um, and again, something that's featured in the paper today. And and per Dan, who's uh, again listening on his day off. Um, it is not just limited to uh, VA. So I, I do need to make sure that that point is clear. Um, but go check it out. You can read all about it um, either at homesforheroes.com or you can go to our website, centralcoastlending.com, um, and look if there are opportunities there. That's fantastic. It's a nice way to give back to people who are really, quite frankly, amazing you know i just my wife's a nurse she comes home from work and some of the things that that i can't even imagine she has to encounter you know yeah she should get a little bit of discount on her fees and commission for buying a house right, <laughs> right. if nothing else right. my brothers are all three of my brothers are paramedics and uh it's funny i like when I, I'm down, I'll go down and visit them, and typically they're, like, coming home from work when I'm there, like, waiting for them, you know? Mm -hmm. And they come in, and I'm like, I want to hop up and give them a hug, and they're like, ah, hang on. I got to, like, strip in front of the washing machine, like, dropping these clothes into the washing machine and then, like, going straight to the shower to, like, wash a 24, 48-hour, whatever, shift worth of you don't even want to know of what's like on me. Like, oh, that's, I don't ever have to do that in the loan business. Yeah. I've never had to come home and, and <laughs> undress in front of the washing machine. Uh, Work was tough today. Yeah. So, Purchases. Yeah. Lots of purchases happening in the month of January, wouldn't you say? You know, it's a, it's a good time normal. of year to be uh, out transacting business. Uh, and I think one of the things is that it builds up the demand builds up for uh, the last couple months here. If I'm a, if I'm going to sell my house, I don't really want to sell it in November or December. Going to be out of town or have people over or whatever. Who wants to have folks traipsing through their property? You know, so, oh, we're here to see the house, and you're like, right. I'm having my 
dinner party tonight. Right. So I think people don't put stuff on the market and they'll sort of wait and then it gets going in January and and boy the uh, people are there ready to to buy them. So yeah, it's a, it does. It feels like gangbusters. There's a lot of activity going on right now. We had a good week. I've I've been told with uh, new applications and uh, all of all of which are you know, out with the borrower back to us now. And so what's nice about that is it's not just good for Central Coast lending. I mean, it then starts to further employ the appraiser, right? It starts to get oh, the yeah. escrow officer people back in like, okay, good. We got some activity. It's January. Like, let's let's hit our goals, you know, yeah. as opposed to what it could be. I wonder how much of it is that too, that it's the new year. So everybody's got their sales plan in action. Do well, it. you're never more motivated than week one of, of the of the new year, right? Yeah. Go right. look at any gym. Correct. The first week of January. Yeah. That's when you should option trade a gym stock or something. <laughs> <laughs> I'm shorting it for... February, mid-February. <laughs> January 21st. <laughs> right. I predict that your daily visitors will fall by 40% by the third week right. of January. Speaking of technicals and falling, it looks like the rates went down a little bit, just a slight bit. Um, yeah, were nothing you noteworthy really? Just, just really. Rate. I had a borrower that we we locked in a loan on a purchase transaction last Friday, so that would have been the fifteenth. Um, Is that right? Yeah, fifteenth. And then he, you know, of course, Zillow knows all, so Zillow told him rates are going lower. So he uh, appropriately reached out to me and said, hey, Mike, you know, let's take a look at some other banks. Tell me what's happening. Maybe we can get a lower, a lower interest rate. Um, this, this gentleman's trying to buy down his interest rate. So on top of what he gets for no cost, he's putting more money down to buy a lower interest rate. Sure enough, the bank we locked with on the 15th is still the lowest option of all the banks that were out there today. It, it itself was still low yesterday, but you know, the next lowest was 2000, almost $2,500 away to lock at a 3.875 for a nice, a nice big property being purchased up in Paso Robles. Yep. So, you know, I don't know. I think Zillow tries to do a pretty good job of representing the whole real estate market, but you have to understand that Zillow is not just in San Luis Obispo or California. They're all over and, and they put out kind of a national announcement to people. And you see that on your phone in between you ordering your vanilla mocha latte at Starbucks and you think that you need to call your real estate banker. Just realize that it's not always the case just because it's online. And what we do at Central Coast Lending is make a reality of your situation. So if you're in a transaction right now with another lender and, and you want to call in and ask us some questions, you don't have to say who you are, who your name is, who the lender is, but you just want to get some insight, please call in and, and help us talk to you about that. I know it's a real Some people want their time. name said. Well, then say your name. 15 minutes of fame. Don't, yeah, say your name. Come and get it. We promise we won't put the red survey X over your face. <laughs> But call in here at 543-8830. Again, that's 543-8830. If you're out of the state or somewhere <laughs> else, call in at 800-549-5832. That's 800-549-5832. We'd love to hear what your questions are and what's going on with your mortgage or your home or what you're thinking of doing. That's why we're here. Or how your Chinese investments are doing. How you, how's your oil investment going? 
Actually, How's your 401k doing? Let's go ahead and uh, take the final commercial break here of the hour, and then uh, and then you can answer those questions for me, Mike. We need to take Certainly. some. Uh, <laughs> you're getting into game show mode because he's over here <laughs> yeah. playing the. What was that one? I feel was like that I still need the same. That was Family Feud. It was. Yeah, yeah. still cute. Yeah. yeah, we got other ones. I need more hairspray to be a game show host right now. So stick around, right? We'll be back with more Mortgage Matters. Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason will be right back. Join the conversation by calling 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. Our loans are not trucked in from some big thing. They're raised right here on the Central Coast. No hormones, no GMOs, no antibiotics. Call today and get your gluten-free mortgage from a caring lender that knows you only accept the best for your family. Just call Central Coast Lending. Refi or refinance a home. Just call Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people. Agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. The state of denial is a drag and a trial. When I bought my cheap insurance, should have known this day would come. Now I've had an accident and I'm feeling quite alone. Called them at least 20 times, but they won't pick up the phone. Without personal service, my policy's kind of worthless. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your host, Dan and Jason, from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Oh yeah! Oh, we're on. You still, you still can't be heard. I can hear. Well, maybe if I turn my mic. Yeah, there it is. Trying to show somebody how to run the board this morning, and then boy, that's the Wheel of Fortune theme music. This Wheel of Fortune, maybe it's an old older version of it, but that's what we have. So, is that a harpsichord, Jay? Yeah, I think so. Wheel of Fortune. (laughs) I'm like laughing. It reminds me of like. You got to think that they have like this two minute long thing, and they only maybe use 15, 20 seconds. Oh, it's a jingle. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah. During the break, we were, you know, as always, we keep talking about this stuff because we're geeks like that. Um, and Mike asked to the conversation kind of shifting a little bit to is it is it a good time to buy real estate? So interestingly enough, 
I just read a housing and mortgage market review um, that was just published for the winter of this year, winter 2016. And this is giving, uh, here's some interesting stuff here is that it's giving the average likelihood of home price declines. So I kind of got to wonder, do you wonder, do you, I, I, I kind of want to wonder, I like of to think about these things wonder. from all the different angles. Of course angles. I wonder. Is it, if you buy today, are you going to be that, oh, that knucklehead that bought yeah. 2016 right before? I put all my chips down before he rolled the seven. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, look at it and you think, okay, the home values have been going up and in the recovery here. Prior, see, now we have the hindsight of seeing what it looked like. Uh, home values, when they began their decline, if you just think about this in terms of the graph, it's like, oh, going down, and then just down, 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 steep, sharp, fast, crazy. Moguls. Then there's a couple bounces, right? Like we kind of, as Dan would say, it checked the bottom. And then when we were in the bottom, think we had enough time to recognize that it was the bottom but everyone was still nervous like what would it take to begin another free fall you know we got the government is like got the economy on life support with no interest you know rates we've got qe going on all these big stimulus programs tarp bailing out these big companies and we like seem to have stopped the bleeding on real estate so I'm hanging out with my realtor friends and we were talking about this probably ad nauseum, but it was like, what's going to happen? Sure. Said, well, we'll get back to that normal part of three to 5% appreciation growth a year. And that's going to go on um, until we sort of work back to where we were. So you go, oh, okay. Um, doesn't seem to be what happened at all. They described the graph of the recovery would be pretty U-shaped, where mm. there would be a big trough and a kind of a long period of how long would the trough last. And what we ended up with now in retrospect was a very V-shaped graph. Yeah. It was like going down. Oh, just kidding. We're going up. And so there's been plenty of doom and gloomers, the naysayers, all the the pessimists of what's going on in the real estate market say we're in trouble. And now this this is a new bubble. Um, and so I, I like to look at that stuff. You know, is this a bubble? Is it possible? Uh, before we get into any of this at all, and, and this, by the way, makes some of the points that I've been sharing on the show for years now is – here, just want to isolate down a couple of pretty key factors of why, no, why this market is pretty strong in terms of its valuation. Um, you can't stop building homes for seven years. And um, I mean, we, we didn't build for so long that you better believe we have plenty of pent up demand. And yeah. where the demand so greatly exceeds the supply, you're going to find that pushes prices upward. I mean, that that's just a real big part of it. If that's not enough, the building of homes, if that's just not enough, don't forget that this time, uh, many of these people that bought at that 
quick little trough we had That's now right. enjoy a pretty sweet prop 13 tax base so they don't really want to sell and go buy something else because their property taxes in some cases are half what it would be if they were buying today you know so you don't sell your house today and go upgrade a little bit into something fancier because the prop tax base um, is is such a big deal right sure is and then the other part of it, so that that's further going to compound the limited supply issues. And I'm just going to argue that the last part of this is, um, you know, go take a poll of the existing home, you know, owner-occupied home stock of San Luis Obispo County. There's a lot of folks out there that got 30-year fix in the 3% range. And gonna... they won't be quick to give that up to go sell and upgrade and buy something new at a higher tax base and a higher interest rate. So right. that being said, right. I think there's, at least here... There's so much um, just pent up demand that it's going. We're going to continue to see house prices incline um, over the next several years. I can't see it any other way. Okay, so that's good. Um, so yeah, my question at the break was: Is it too late to get in and as an investment? You know, not just like the Smiths want to buy a house because they're tired of renting. I'm saying, literally, liquidate a portion of your portfolio that's in equities or bonds or municipals or 401k maybe not 401k but no, you know you could. you could i mean take money out of the quote-unquote market that for some reason looks like an amusement park roller coaster ride over the last 18 months loops barrel rolls highs and lows and put it in something where you could have 30 35 percent down we've seen very favorable interest rates there jay and have a rent that supersedes your monthly cost and even and and you don't really need that money right you 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 have it in the stock market the stock market isn't writing you a check every month unless you're heavily vested in dividend yielding companies and then usually you just use those dividends to buy up more stock or you get the dividend checks over the period of of the year and the point i'm trying to make here is what if you took Two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. Put it in San Luis Obispo real estate with a nice thirty-year mortgage, and took the extra cash flow and bought down that loan. You know, quickly. You can now take more control over not over what the you're you're now playing with the principal that's tied to your asset instead of sitting back and saying, "Oh, I hope this thing appreciates." Yeah, you get yourself in a position where if you don't need that money. You've got real estate in what I think is one of the best places in California to live that with Cal Poly, the university, and this this lack of building is going to see rents increase, increase, increase. And my house is 1,340 square feet, a three-bedroom, two-bath, and I've already looked at it. I can rent it for 3000 bucks a month. That's, that's, yeah. that's a great... I mean, if you had a mortgage of, let's say... So after this week, though, I mean, I read an article this week that the average American lost like almost $10,000 in their retirement account just due to the what the Dow has basically been doing. Or the NASDAQ. or Yeah, yeah right. And so is it a great idea to cash in and sell stuff in this market? I mean, 
I don't know. It, it, it will prove to be a great idea if the market keeps going down and you sold after only the first correction. Um, it would prove to be maybe not a great idea if the market recovered and went to 18000 and you had taken that money out at what was like a, a short-term dip in the market. I don't know. So that part of it, you got to make your own decision on in terms of, is it a sound investment here in town? One thing we know historically to be true is that um, inflationary periods do pretty good things for uh, the equity position of property holders. I mean, that, that just, that's part of it. Um, this article that I'm reading about the, the current housing market um, and the areas that are most at risk of home price declines kind of feels like a well duh energy patch is what they call it um which are the the coal oil or gas producing states around the nation and we do have some people uh, some people are surprised to learn this but alaska north dakota wyoming west virginia Louisiana, New Mexico, Oklahoma, and Texas, they've all got some, their economies depend on energy to some degree. Um, and so those places where we have these um, incomes based on energy extraction, uh, the weakness in those job markets could potentially drive some of those values down. And then for the rest of us, you can go through and read this. This is a great article, lots of great graphs and fun little parts on it. But for the rest of us, I mean, California is not an energy extraction based economy. Um, I don't think in any way, shape or form. Um, so what's the, uh, what's the, prognosis for us um so our housing market is most likely to strengthen i'm reading this just right out of this paragraph for you is most likely to strengthen over the next year in spite of economic headwinds um strong dollar expected gradual rate of increases by the federal reserve those are the headwinds that these guys think are you know our biggest threat but nationally home price will rise faster than inflation over the next five years due to strong fundamentals here they are a shortage of homes for sale or rent better than average affordability low interest rates and continued job growth of two to three million jobs a year um, and at the same time one of the things that they fail to mention here is that these programs too that are lowering down payment requirements and trying to help that's one of the biggest even if you found yourself in a position of employment where you could afford to pay the the monthly payment that is what it takes to own real estate in San Luis County, one of your biggest challenges is going to be coming up with down payment money, right? I That's mean, right. even three or five percent of five hundred thousand dollars, you needed you need a little chunk of change, and that used to be ten percent. So it's a lot harder to save. $50,000 obviously than it is to save 20,000 bucks. One could even argue, you know, it takes twice as long. So <laughs> while you're <laughs> slaving away to save it, right. the property is increasing in value and that you sort of, it just sort of stays out of reach, right? It's like that reminds me of that graphic of the, the carrot in front of the turtle on the fishing pole. Like uh, the turtle moves towards the carrot, but it, the carrot's moving with the turtle. So you just, if you're just trying to save all the way to that down payment in a market where the interest or the uh, property values are increasing, yep. you're sort of just 
playing along. And this is why, you know, for the millennials and, and other first-time home buyers, this is why the market recognizes a need for more creative down payment options. There's grant options available. There's low down payment options in each of the programs. I mean, here in San Luis County, we're lucky to be able to still be able to use the USDA loan, which offers 100% financing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. That only goes up to loan amounts of 417. So we're already right. seeing that program hit a point where it's like, oh, it's, if you're buying a single family home in Slow County now, your opportunities to do so for less than $417,000 are fleeting. Yeah. And I've actually done the, uh, I've created a little matrix of my own with that program, Jay, the USDA program. And, you know, one of the real caveats of that loan is that the housing expense, in other words, the principal, the interest, the taxes, the insurance, and in some cases, the association dues can only be 34%, if you will, of the borrower's total income. So that's about, if you max out on the income side, which is right near 85 to 88,000 a year, you're only getting a $325,000 house. It makes it difficult for sure. And 312, 315, you know, right in there where, and, and that's one of the things, though, is that USDA, because they offer 100% financing, are trying to be careful and make sure that the people that, that are buying this can afford to buy it um, and are qualified enough. They're not just, you know, a chip in a chair, hope and a prayer to to own and, and stay in this real estate. So they're more conservative on that because right. the flip side of the coin though, like FHA, for example, that's the other um, kind of first time home buyer, low down payment opportunity that we haven't talked about yet today. That one is three and a half percent down and you can do that up to some 561 too. So you can buy a very expensive house with a very small down payment. The debt to income ratio allowed to you there is is 50% typically. Yeah. Uh, in some cases even a little bit more. Correct. So when you compare that to what this, you know, the USDA program zero down but limiting you to a debt to income ratio of you know, and, and usually, yeah, 34%, this is a good rule of thumb. You can go a little bit beyond go, that in some yeah. cases, but that is an appropriate rule of thumb is sort of a that mark of how close can you get here before you start pressing the edges. Um, it's a lot more conservative. So USDA is a little is a little bit more conservative than like would be FHA or the other programs. By the way, to kind of round out the context on that, Fannie Mae is going to be generally a 45% debt to income ratio. Correct. And then Freddie Mac is typically acceptable to be up to a 50% debt to income ratio as well. Uh, and, and just to further decode that in case anyone's staring at their radio right now going, what the heck is a debt to income ratio? Um, debt to income ratio simply is when you buy the house, like Mike said, it's the principal and interest, the taxes and the insurance, mortgage insurance if applicable, HOA fees if applicable, those those bills, because there are other bills to owning a home, right? Like the water bill oh, yeah. or the trash bill. We don't talk about that. Correct. That stuff's like the incidentals. So the big ticket items, um, you take that and the divisor is your gross income and whatever your gross income is. So again, for somebody that the salary package you have is $100,000 a year, 
your gross income then is that hundred thousand dollars a year. If you're, and typically you're not realizing you're not getting a, a big paycheck for eighty two fifty per month or whatever it divides out to be. You're getting one for like six thousand bucks a month or something. Right. So it uses gross income. Uh, every program takes that into consideration. Um, all right, it's time for the top of the hour break, which means we have a whole nother hour to go of Mortgage Matters. So hopefully you'll uh, freshen your coffee, water the dog, do whatever you got to do. We'll be back in a few minutes for another hour of Mortgage Matters. Welcome back. You're listening to Mortgage Matters with host Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending. If you want to join the conversation, call the show at 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Now... Here's Dan and Jason. Hey everybody, we're back. Thanks for sticking around. And uh, when we, just before the break, we were getting into some really good details about loan programs. Jay broke down the USDA parameters, but was kind of not quite done, I feel like, with FHA. And I, I'd like to just have us complete some of that, mainly because with this, as it pairs nicely with what we've been talking about all day, Jay, the, the new Fannie Mae high balance 5% down, if you will, it, it is really much more of a consideration now when sitting down with a borrower that's considering doing an FHA loan. Yeah, you really used to, for those people that didn't have 10% down, you really used to have to say, you know what, you have no option but FHA if you need to borrow 500 grand in our county. Right. And, um, you know, that's changed such that people can borrow now under the conventional loan programs. Um, in terms of the debt to income ratio, though, um, the only other thing that I'll say about that is that not all lenders are equal. And what I mean by that is if one of these programs will permit, like, for example, VA, I'm going to quiz you. I'm going to put you on point here. Do you know what the maximum debt to income ratio for a VA loan is? There isn't really one. There isn't one. Great answer, Mike. I, <laughs> there isn't one. And what's wild about that is that, um, did you hear what I said? There isn't one. There isn't one. So you can actually, somebody could have a 60 or 70 or 80% debt to income ratio and still qualify for the program. There is a calculation unique to the VA loan program that has to do with residual income so that after, like we want to look at this evaluation that after you make your mortgage payment and pay your bills, how much money's left over. That's so, right. So, it, but in that case though, yeah. many lenders, especially if you're a local bank, you're going to look at that and go, oh, we don't do that. Yeah. We, regardless of what it is, the VA is crazy. Um, we will only go to a 50% debt to income ratio or something along those lines. That's what we call overlays. And, right. and really, most of the banks, because they've got a board and they've got borrower deposits and all this stuff to try to protect and defend and, and need their position to be very explainable, they do what's called overlays. And they'll, for example, you know, if a, if a, if a Fannie Mae minimum credit score is 620 
they go, yeah, but I mean, you can, and, and I don't know, most people, credit scores don't mean a lot. 620 means that you've, you've got some stuff going on there. Uh, maybe not recent, but collections that are probably right. settled, late payments that are probably brought current, but sure. a smattering of some people felt like they had to chase you around to get paid. They were ultimately paid, but you're not like that shiny, clean borrower that has right. the 700, 800 FICO Nobody score. sat you down and said, son, you know you need to pay these bills off, right? Yeah. You're just making the minimum payment. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then, so those banks, though, they'll look at that and go, I don't want to monkey around with the 620 guy. So for us, for that program, the credit, the minimum credit score is 660. That's right. And a 660 credit borrower, by the way, if they had late payments, if they had um, collections or whatever. It was a while ago now. It wasn't in the last two, three years. It was a while ago. Usually the 660 guy just doesn't have quite enough credit. You know, his credit's kind of new. He's probably in his early 20s. Right. He's, he, doesn't have, right. he doesn't have a history necessarily of doing things wrong. Um, and by the way, 660 is also somebody that typically that went bankrupt like four or five years ago and has done a decent job of rebuilding. That's that's kind of about the equivalent is, you know, kind of like a 22 year old. Again, you've got four years worth of credit and we're trying to watch close and see how you're going to do this. Yeah. Um, but so going back to the original point, though, is that not all banks are equal. So what we find most commonly, and this is really, I think, one of the spots where a company like Central Coast Lending really shines, is that most commonly a bank overlays something to be a little bit more conservative. And of course, when you go to Wells Fargo and they tell you our maximum debt to income ratio is 45%, right? you're not going to hear them say those words, it's ours. They're going to say the maximum debt to income ratio is 45% for Fannie Mae. And you can go, no, it's not. I know it's not. But if you're the average consumer, you don't know that. You just you have to take what they tell you. And That's they don't right. want to make themselves appear conservative or weak. And they certainly don't want to encourage you to be going out to the um, the real mortgage lenders, right? Um, whereas for us, the 50 different banks that we work with, there are plenty of them that offer the loan programs um, in their in their pure sense, without those overlays, without any of that stuff to worry about, um, trying to figure out, oh, well, you know what? The, this company doesn't do investment property condos. Oh, right. that's that's a problem because all of the programs, you know, that do condos or do investment properties will typically allow you to do an investment property condo. By the way, there are some companies that don't even do investment property. So it's that it's that idea that they're not all equal always makes it a good idea if you've been turned down elsewhere or told for some reason that the you know, like during the break, you you, you referenced this idea of um, what a student loan payment, how you calculate a deferred student loan payment. That's an overlayable issue. And even if you agree with this other lender on how the student loan is to be calculated, uh, are they at a lender that has a maximum debt to income ratio of 41 or 43 or 44 or 45 or 50? Right. Um, because you might be able to calculate the student loan payment the exact same way 
Lender A has a maximum debt-to-income ratio of 41% due to a company overlay. Lender B, in this case you, have a maximum debt-to-income ratio of 50%. So suddenly it's a non-issue for you and you win the competition of where this person's going to do their loan. So that And isn't it true that that has nothing to do with rate? It has nothing to do with what's my interest rate because you'll hear borrowers come to us and say, you know, what would your interest rate be on a 30-year fix? And it's like, <laughs> I have to, the first reaction is always a chuckle. It's, yeah, it's, it, and that's a thing too, to is that I, I always, I, I've always struggled with that too. Um, it's one of those things where it's pretty difficult for you just to call a lender up and say, what's your best 30-year fixed rate today? And, and the same thing happens for somebody that just goes to the website, be it our website or bankrate.com, any, any one of those, and you see the interest rate, oh, you know, 3.625 today. And then you call up and you say, oh, I, you know, I'm calling to get your 3.625 rate. Well, that's typically built for somebody that's got an 800 credit score, is doing an impound account, has a 50% or less loan to value. Willing to put down a point. All these things. And the reality of it is, is that interest rates today are so based on what we call loan level price adjusters. And, and that's a fancy word for the risk base of the transaction. And so literally every single borrower is going to have to figure out what those charges are. You know, what 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 do you got stacked against you? Oh, you've got 50% equity, but you know, only a 710 credit score. Yeah. For whatever reason. And yeah. so the those that's going to have a big difference versus somebody that's got an 800 credit score but only 20% equity. Yeah. So interest rates are are not a one size fits all. That's why it's important to to be able to to understand what it is that goes into an interest rate so that when you're out shopping, you're making sure to compare apples to apples. Um, so I wanted to sort of shift gears a little bit and go back to what we were talking about in the last segment, Mike, was um, real estate as an investment. Yes. And, and you touched on capital gains and strategies and then and then sort of moved into that ground of, is it a good idea to consider taking some money out of the market um, to be able to acquire investment property real estate? Um, those are all great questions. And I think this is another component of that that's certainly worth talking about. Uh, I read a great article this week that um, discussed how um, we we sort of have a shift now. So FHA, this this is a this is a funny roundabout way of getting to the point here, but FHA has been under scrutiny for the last couple of years uh, as they were below the reserve requirements that they had to have under Dodd Frank and. That's why they raise the mortgage insurance premiums and have like been trying to, to sort of hoard cash in reserves, right? Well, you want to know what one of the greatest successes that FHA has had in the last couple of years here? The reason why they're officially now out of the news, they've met that reserve threshold. Part of it, a good part of it has to do with reverse mortgages. Um, reverse mortgages are one of the things that's helping keep FHA afloat today. Mm. Um, so this conversation then has to do with the lack of focus on equity in your house to be used in your retirement income planning. 
Um, and this is a new thing, by the way, because it used to be yesteryear when your grandparents were getting ready to retire. Um, one of the things I need to do, I need to pay off the house, right? Because if there's a payment with interest or whatever that's going on at the house, then that's one of usually one of your most significant expenses. Yeah, so it's quite an outlay. Yeah. In hitting retirement age, you need to pay off the house. And the other thing is, is that that equity in the home, you don't really ever, you don't want to be forced into a position of having to sell it. Like you're, you're now you're out of cash and you've got medical expenses or whatever. And now you have to sell your home and downgrade into something cheaper or move to Florida or move in with one of your kids or something. So having the house paid off and just this, your little nest of, you know, safety, that was a big component of the old school thinking of retirement. The nouveau thought here on retirement is wait a minute. Absolutely, you need to consider your house as a source. It's an asset and a stream of income and a way for you to retire more comfortably. And the reverse mortgage is a pretty good um, solution to that. So it's actually shifting the way now that people are thinking about estate planning and retirement. Mm -hmm. um, another interesting thing here about a reverse mortgage is let's say you, let's say you have a a house with a reverse mortgage, um, the interest that it's gaining every month, I mean, it's it's growing. The principal balance of a reverse mortgage is growing because there's an interest due at the note rate of whatever you got, if it's three and a half to five and a half percent, depending on when you got it and what program you selected, there's an interest that's growing every month and that gets tacked on to the backside of the loan. So if you start out with a $200,000 loan and the interest cost on that loan is $10,000 a year, every year it's growing up by 10,000 bucks. And as you can imagine, this is sort of a um, an increasing curve, right? <laughs> it's a it's exponential. Now you're paying interest on 210. Oh, now you're paying interest on 221. Now you're paying interest on 232. And it just keeps going up and up. That interest is not deductible until it's paid. So one of the strategies now that these sophisticated estate planners are doing is suggesting that people not just immediately dismount or dismiss doing a reverse mortgage, that you actually give some thought to it because the tax benefits of the, the interest deduction happens when it's paid. So when you pass away or your estate settles in that year, then there's an interest deduction of however many years worth of interest that's now being paid at this one time, which is offsetting the inheritance of other uh, property or investment, retirement accounts, whatever, that are going to have income. a taxable income. Yeah, taxable income. Um, right. And so it's just kind of an interesting thought. It made me want to remind everybody again that um, – Retirement planning today, it's a good idea to get some consult. And I'm not suggesting that everybody should do a retirement um, based on a reverse mortgage, but I think it's a great idea to do a consult with somebody like us where we can explain to you what those options would be. 
what that lump sum cash would be, what the annual interest would be so that you can sit down with your uh, estate attorney or whoever it is that's helping make sure that your um, yeah. retirement assets and, and estate are all in perfect order. Um, using home equity as a strategy is um, uh, it's going to sound crazy to a lot of people, but it's also now something that um, some of the smartest folks in the room are suggesting are a real good idea. Um, but to be judicious, responsible about it, make sure you understand what you're doing and it's part of a whole bigger plan. Um, and, and of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't throw our hat in the ring there. Uh, we are able to help people re with reverse mortgages. And um, I know I've talked about this a couple times on the show, but I've said a few really, really great um, great examples of reverse mortgage just changing people's lives that I personally got to help with. And they're some of the most gratifying stories that I have. They really are. From my mortgage career. When I, uh, when I help a new family buy their first home or whatever, that's cool too. Um, it's nice to see somebody just getting going. But when you solve a significant life problem for somebody the loss of a spouse that now has a mortgage that's just over their head and they just can't make ends meet and still buy their medications and eat to be able to let them stay in that home and get rid of that mortgage payment and help relieve them of all that stress while they're grieving. That's some pretty powerful thing um, made possible by the FHA reverse mortgage program. And so if you or anybody, you know, if you need that help, feel like you need just that consult or want to understand it better. Um, it's definitely the most misunderstood loan program out there today. Uh, and we can help shed a little bit of light on that. So if you need that help, call us this week at the office. The number that rings all of our offices is 543-LOAN. Um, or go to the website, centralcoastlending.com, and you can read about it there, but also learn how to get in touch with us. Uh, it's it's after, uh, oh, it's 1022 here, so it's time for the first commercial break of the second hour of the show. When we get back, I promise to let Mike say something. I'm still here. Um, still here, not sleeping, getting very good at solitaire, I can see. He's doing a good Dan impersonation over there. <laughs> Just like getting on the computer. Checking you know, email. Fact is, yeah. I think we should probably uh, we should probably talk after the break. All right, let's do it. To ask a question or make a comment, call 543-8830 or 800-549-5832. Mortgage Matters on KVEC News Talk 920. We'll be back after these messages from our sponsors. What a state of generosity. Look what my agent got for me. Just by switching to State Farm. A few hundred unexpected bucks, I couldn't ask for more. But now I've got to figure out what I should use it for. A new bike would be radical, but maybe something practical, like a pet baboon with one robotic arm. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you could save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. I see you at our kids' Little League games, I bump into you at the grocery store, and it's always fun when we pass each other at Farmer's Market. I'm not a national bank or a faceless website. I'm a local lender, accountable, competitive, and ready to help. Call Central Coast Lending today. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543 Central Coast Lending. 
Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley and Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley and Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley and Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. All right, guys. Welcome back. Um, we could before the break. We were talking about reverse mortgages. I suppose I was talking about reverse mortgages, um, and we could do easily a whole show talking about reverse mortgages. In fact, maybe sometime we should. Mike, I think you and I are doing a show together again next month. So uh, you betcha. Why don't you prep for that? You betcha. That's like the heckum betcha. Yeah, the show we'll be doing next month, we'll be talking about um, our new construction programs, both Ooh. both the one-time close and what's formerly known as a takeout loan, new construction loan. Mm-hmm. I will be sprinkling in the topics of how hard money really can be your friend, even though it's Ooh. somewhat outlandish. Risque. And then talking about how Central Coast Lending can be your advocate or should I say, you know, financial advisor through that process. We actually help you understand what your final mortgage will be when all the construction work is done and it's ready to move in. So it'll be a good show. And uh, we'll also talk. I didn't mean to yawn right in the middle of that. Yeah, but you did. <laughs> it was totally but unrelated. I knew, I saw myself throw you off. You're moving too far away from my concluding thoughts, though, about reverse That's my commercial. I was going to wrap up, and then Jim left, and so I don't even have a song to finish with. That's it. But that's it. It'll be a great conversation. Um, we should do a whole show one time on reverse mortgages because uh, it would be necessary. I think we've... We've at least touched on it before. The myths around the reverse mortgage are uh, pretty wild, too. Um, and I and I don't want to spend today's show talking too much about that. But lastly, though, um, true or false, you can use a reverse mortgage to buy a home. True. True. What? Because on a reverse mortgage, you don't even have a payment, right? Shut the front door. You're telling me... 
you can go buy a house and not even have a mortgage payment? The answer is yeah. And so there's also some growing popularity in this discussion as well, which is to help people understand that you can buy a house. Of course, you have to make a down payment because FHA reverse mortgage doesn't do a 100% loan to value. They're going to do something closer to 50 or 60% loan to value, depending on your age and Mm -hmm. all those little factors that go into the calculator there. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. that's an interesting strategy, isn't it? You could, you know, let's just say you've got a couple hundred thousand dollars now to. You know, here's a scenario, right? And this and this is really too. where it, pay, it plays too. out. But there's a married couple. They're in their 60s. 62. And they're in their home that they've lived in together for 40 years. And then suddenly husband dies. Um, and with him dies the, the pension that he had mm. that paid the mortgage. That's devastating. And it's enough to cover the mortgage. And with every other investment they have, they're... They're doing just fine. But now We're. the widow left with no pension and still the mortgage. And and dude didn't have life insurance. Maybe not. But in a position, though, where this house is too big and and oftentimes sometimes we'll run into people that are the house is just full of memories and they need to change the scenery in order to kind of move on and get to the next step and um you know and likewise there are plenty of people that want to stay in that house no matter what you know people tend to grieve differently or understandable whatever. yeah but so now wife goes well the here's this mortgage payment you know and yeah the mortgage is only a hundred thousand dollars but paying 600 bucks a month for mortgages without his pension is something that puts me in a financial pickle and so and i just need i need to change the scenery i can't live here anymore so you go to sell that house. Well, one of the first things that the real estate agents are going to do when, when you start getting that counsel is they want to try to figure out, well, what are, what are you, what's your replacement home going to be? Oh, it's going to be, I'm going to pay cash for whatever I can net out of this house and then find a replacement home for. Okay. You're going to pay cash. That's a, it's going to be a downgrade. You know, you're going to be getting a smaller house worth less money. And if that meets the objectives, then great. If it doesn't, for whatever reason, then one of the criteria or one of the advantages you have to at least consider is that you've got some down payment to make and maybe even hanging on to some of the cash. So they, they might sell that house for $500,000 that has a $100,000 mortgage on it. And have, you know, just to get the 700 bucks to go away. So now they can buy a new home, maybe for Mm $600,000, putting down Mm $300,000. I follow you. And not have a mortgage payment at all. So it accomplishes the objective of the monthly cash flow. Yeah. Accomplishes the objective of changing the scenery. Yeah. Leaves her in a pretty good place now with $100,000 more in the bank than she would have had if she had just, you know, purchased something smaller and cheaper and paid for it completely. Certainly. Um, And so, again, I'm not suggesting that that's the right fit for everybody, but my job in this whole exchange is to make sure that people understand that there are other options. Yeah. At the end of all of this, this is why we encourage people, if you're going to buy or sell real estate, then um, give us a call. We yeah. 
we have access to all these programs, which means we have knowledge and training on all the programs. Lots of real life experience in how these things have played out for other people and usually can propose some better options for you than could you know your your son-in-law or whoever else it is that might be giving you counsel um and you know best of all central coast lending is not one of the companies where you call in to try to get help and now we've procured your phone number and harass you all day every day with phone email all that stuff that's not how it works we're very careful to recognize that this the sales component of this business is um i think probably the well it's my least enjoyable part i really like the the problem solving and providing service and expertise portion of the business um i i wish there was no sales component of it at all yeah I, well i think it's interesting that you say that you know i don't consider myself a salesperson yeah, I don't have, I mean, everyone needs in some way, shape or form money from me. And at the end of the day, sure, there's revenue that changes hands. We make a commission, but every one of my transactions is about solving a problem and, and, and providing a service and discussing the, the benefit of saying, Hey, look, you've got a hundred thousand dollars in the bank. Yes, you could put a $95,000 deposit down and have no mortgage insurance, but where would that leave you? You know? What happens on a daily? I mean, you could leave today and need to get new tires. There's 800 bucks, you know? You gotta have a root cash. canal. Yeah, God forbid. <laughs> yeah, there, there, is, there is an awful lot that goes into it. Um, and I was curious to ask you today on the, like you said, it's been months since we've done the show together, Mike. Um, you just wrapped up your first full year in the mortgage business. That's correct. So, yeah. I'm still going to call you a rookie, <laughs> but truth be told though, the amount of transactions that you did in your first year, pretty impressive. Thank you. The growth that I witnessed in you was pretty impressive. Um, and recall at the beginning of the year, <laughs> I was explaining to you how the business in some regards is crisis management. Somebody comes to you oftentimes too late and desperate. Sure. They've, they've got themselves into a contract that they didn't properly get pre-qualified for or some other lender has dropped the ball. And now here, Mike, save me. Yeah. Um, so how was the first year for you? How would you summarize it? Yeah, at the first year, well, first of all, I'm so glad I found this business. It, it really does fit my personality. But I gotta be honest, you know, people, there's not enough education out there or, or the education that a lot of people are getting is coming at the point in which they're trying to make the decision. You know, there's no seasoning of the education, whether it be credit, whether it be money down, whether it be, you know, what's, what's problematic to a bank when you're sure. buying a house. And what I've learned in this business, my responsibility is to kind of be the lion tamer of all that, you know, like what, this is not important. This is important. Trust me. <laughs> yeah. Trust me. I, I can't tell you how many times I say the word, trust me. It actually makes me go home and focus on educating myself more and more because there's gonna, I gotta be ready for that moment when a phone call comes in and says, Hey, I've got like, you know, we've got 15 days to close this escrow. Can you do it? Here's the issue. 
and to be able to take a breath and say, I think we can do that. Yeah. Well, that's like the, that's what I call the fire drill. Um, that, that short term escrow where there's sure to be plenty of pressure, um, and stresses for everybody involved in the transaction. Sure. And you really only know what to do in the fire. If you've done the fire drill, like you've worked out, this is where we go. This is our meeting place. This is how we'll attempt to (laughs) extinguish the fire. These are the people that we'll need and the resources we'll call upon. Right. That, that all, I, to some degree that just comes with time in the business where, you begin to realize too, it's like, oh yeah, look at that. The the turkey is on fire. Um, you can shut the door and choke it off of oxygen and it'll be just fine versus like the whole kitchen is engulfed. You begin right. to like, you don't panic and knee jerk so fast over those little things like, oh, I, I, I see that you guys are all spun out, but I know exactly how to fix that. Yeah. And it, it's no, it's, you know, for anyone that's in a transaction right now or just recently got out of a transaction, um, it's all about communication. You know, there's a level of communication that I think that's necessary. There's also that upper echelon level of, of consideration as the professional that's the loan officer to say, hey, look, this is why this is happening. Not just like, guess what? Your loan docs are not coming in today. Sorry. Have a nice weekend. Right. Have a nice weekend. And they're just like, well, what am I going to do? I got the, I got a, I got a moving truck lined up on Monday. I'm looking to get in. I I think that the most important thing that we have to talk about now is, you know, what are we going to do as a company to um, help these borrowers understand over the next two months, three months, six months, you know, how these rate increases are, what the Fed's going to do here how is that going to affect their mortgage rates? And I know you do a really good job of explaining this, but you know, mortgage rates today are not sitting, looking at the fed saying, are we going up or down? You know, you know, and I want, I want to, I want to touch lightly on this is it's kind of a hard segue, but I want to touch lightly on it because it, it's something that we could talk about at great length, but I also think it's something that people need to be realizing that you don't need to think that this year's, this is not the year. So maybe maybe we do it after this short commercial break. Yeah, or maybe let's we do, do a commercial before. break and let's talk a little bit more about that because I think there are plenty of people that want to know the answers to those questions. And what is really odd right now, it's a strange season that the Fed's just raised rates, yet mortgage rates have declined. So what is that relationship? We'll, we'll talk a little bit more about that. Um, and I think it's a great topic. Show, yeah. yeah. So we got, we'll have 20 minutes to go when we get back from this last commercial break here. So um, let's go ahead and do that. Take some time out to thank the sponsors. When we get back, we'll do the final segment here on Mortgage Matters. Stick around. For those of us who live here on the Central Coast, we know this is a unique place to have a home. And for over 30 years, Patterson Realty has been a vital part of San Luis Obispo County. Patterson professionals have led the way in real estate by adapting to new market conditions to make sales happen. What they offer is the quality of their people, agents working just for you. Get the experts at Patterson Realty on your side. Experience the Patterson difference. Call 544-8662 or online at pattersonrealty.com. 
Through seven presidential administrations, bull and bear markets, and unprecedented change, Blakesley & Blakesley has been here helping residents of the Central Coast reach their financial goals. So if you need retirement advice beyond Social Security, want to roll over an old 401k, or simply seek guidance through an important financial decision, visit Blakesley & Blakesley in San Luis Obispo, Paso Robles, and Santa Maria. Blakesley & Blakesley, for the service you deserve and the advice you trust. Member FINRA and SIPC. The state of denial is a drag and a trial. When I bought my cheap insurance, should have known this day would come. Now I've had an accident and I'm feeling quite alone. Called them at least 20 times, but they won't pick up the phone. Without personal service, my policy's kind of worthless. Get to a better state, State Farm. Switch to State Farm and you can save. To find out more in San Luis Obispo, call Agent Susan Rodriguez. This is Jason Grody with Central Coast Lending. Give yourself the best possible chance to buy your dream home with our 21-day close. We get you fully pre-approved before you find your house so you can write a shorter, easier offer and beat out the competition. It's time for you to be the offer that gets accepted. Call Central Coast Lending today. When you buy or refinance a home, just call 543 Central Coast Lending. Central Coast Lending is an equal housing opportunity real estate broker. California Bureau of Real Estate number 018-39608. NMLS number 328-358. You're tuned in to Mortgage Matters, which airs every Saturday from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Your hosts, Dan and Jason from Central Coast Lending, want you to join the conversation by calling 800-549-5832. Now, back to the show. Out in these all right, everybody, welcome back. Okay, okay. Here we are. Yeah, look at that. We do. We have roughly twenty minutes to go here. Fourth quarter. Um, so, <laughs> Mike kind of brought us into this topic. Interestingly enough, I, I want to say first of all, um, just real quick to put some closure on the last remarks you made about um, being that educator. It's fantastic idea that you let everybody know that if you're wanting to buy a home, even if you already own a home, but you're like, you know what? I, I think in a year and people always have some reason, right? They're, they're going to transfer at work or they're when their kids hit high school, they, they know they want to move over into like a new district because it's important to them that their kids mm -hmm. go to this school or that school or, mm -hmm. um, or, who knows that anticipating um, an aging parent moving in with them. So they think two or three years down the road, they're going to, you know, somehow meld two households into one, whatever it is. Um, it's a great idea to come in and just kind of share those strategies that the, in it, in timing wise, even if they're not imminent, but to just say, okay, well, hey, here's some food for thought. Yeah. And like we, we began the show by talking about loan amounts and equity required and Programs. you know those kinds yeah. of things. So let's say, hey, in this current environment, and no, we can't see out what it looks like 12 or 18, 24 months from now, but under the current rules of engagement, if you were trying to accomplish that today, these are the things to think about. This is what the maximum conforming loan limit is. Um, I can't tell you how many times people come into my my office and they say, hey, I am going to buy a house for um, $770,000. And so you go, oh yeah, for sure. Um, 
at that rate, you know, you're going to need to put down $110,000 because your max are, you know, $210,000, your max loan amount's 561. And they go, well, I don't have that kind of money. So then what do I do? Well, if you don't have that kind of down payment, now we're looking at doing one of the jumbo loans and, you know, right. kind of talk about what that entails. And oftentimes those jumbo loans will have reserve requirements and, you know, things that are a little bit different than what you're anticipating. So point being, there's a lot of moving parts in it and it's never too soon to begin the dialogue. Um, every time I make this this sort of speech on the air here, I get a few phone calls from folks um, that, here's a great example. If you had a bankruptcy three years ago and you're waiting for that fourth year to be able to get a Fannie Mae loan, um, great. Don't wait until the fourth year to come in. You should have already been coming in for the last three years because right. the advice we can give you about how to make sure your credit is clear, reporting accurately, but also adequately rebuilt with the trade lines that you're going to need and the history that you're going to need. Sometimes it takes six or 12 months with certain kind of accounts to get your credit back to the profile it needs to be one to be able to buy a home. And if you come to me on month 48 going, all right, it's been four years, you'd be pretty disappointed to find out that I say, yeah, and now you're on a 12 month plan because you need to go get yourself a credit card, get yourself an installment loan and get some reestablished credit. Right. Um, so that that's, those are really only a couple examples, but they're plenty. The other thing that um, this is the perfect time of year to be having these conversations is um, folks that have uh, self-employed businesses. That's right. You're about to file your taxes. You're, you know, there, there are a couple different programs that we can use to help self-employed people, one of which is just going off of a single year's worth of tax returns. So maybe you tried to refi this year and were de denied because you expensed too much of your income. Um, did that bank tell you that if you expensed $10,000 less, it would have worked? And That's did they right. also tell you that you could potentially do the program that has only one year worth of tax returns for a self-employed person? Those are the kind of things where, you know, it could really pay to come in well ahead of your anticipated timeline and make sure that you got one of the mortgage experts helping you navigate what is to come, what your issues are, how to best position yourself for success. There's so many moving parts, and I think the most important function of our ability to help is time you know there it can take three months for us to clean up a credit score that's i've not, had clients that i've worked with for more than a year right of course to get there of course but i'm just saying like man if i just talked to jason or mike you know two months ago i'd be in a different position that's huge well and oftentimes what happens though is that you got to get in early people think they're close and so then they start looking around online and then all of a sudden there's that dream home. Yeah. And then they go, they come racing in temptation. My realtor says I need a pre-approval letter. Okay. Perf. Let's look at that. And then we start looking at it and go, you should have been here six months ago. I could have, I could have saved your bacon 
if we had done that. But the fact that now we're here, yeah, so you hit the nail on the head. It's time. Perf is not a loan term, if you're listening still. Perf is is a a shorter way of saying perfect. I'm just saving time. I'm a really efficient guy. You are. Really efficient. Um, So... That being said, there, there's the, the call of action. Yeah. If you guys need help, anticipate needing help, or just want to plan um, how it is that you're going to finally figure out how to afford and um, be yep. able to buy, look at the different programs. What part of the county can you go in with different kinds of programs? What are the income limitations, debt to income limitations? All of these different things. If you need any of that help, you can call us at 543-LOAN. Um, that one number rings all of our offices. We'll be happy to help you out. And before the break, Mike, you mentioned a quick conversation here about um, the Fed and interest rates. And um, I think it's prudent to say the stock market as well. I mean. Yeah, it's <laughs> a it's kind of a fascinating thing is that, um, you know, the Fed sets interest rates, essentially the overnight rate, the discount rate. This is the rate at which the banks can borrow money and loan each other money. Um, and, and that is, I mean, we, we'd be remiss if we didn't acknowledge that the fed rate does have an impact and influence over interest rates in the market. The ones that are not related are all somehow related because it's got some similar DNA. They function in the same market, same part of this U S economy. So when the feds push interest rates up, on that overnight rate, it it is that it sort of should at some point translate into increases um, across the board that are gonna be relatively similar. We allowed for this, the fact that interest rates for mortgages have declined since the Fed raised the overnight rate. Um, We allowed for this, We, we talked about this plenty on the show going into it, is there was a, a handful of different things that could happen that would actually cause interest rates to decline in spite of a raise a, a raise in the federal rate. And so um, just real simply, the way that the, the mortgage-backed securities trade has the biggest impact on interest rates. And when you talk about this, it's a it's a um, just a clear, really clear example of this is that there are folks, different companies, different banks, and they they transcend industry. Sometimes it's life insurance companies. There's a variety of different companies that want to buy mortgage backed securities. There are other countries that want to buy um, securities of American, you know real estate mortgage-backed securities. It's sure. a, it's deemed to, in today's regulatory environment with the appraisal anonymity rules that we have, the ability to repay, all of these different things that go into making sure Prevention. that a borrower yeah. that gets a mortgage today uh, in the U.S. is a is pretty well vetted. It's, it's going to have a high likelihood of performance. So it's a really safe vehicle investment. And um, the the bottom line is when we put those mortgage-backed securities out to bid, they are bid upon by competing investors. And whatever premium that it sets is an indication of what kind of market you're in, okay? And so I'll put it to you this way. Let's just say that I'm gonna sell a billion dollar mortgage-backed security 
and that the average interest rate in my mortgage-backed security is 4%. And nobody really shows up to bid. <laughs> They're not that interested in it. They don't really believe in it. In fact, some of the challenges are that there's other investment opportunities like the stock market or the bond market or whatever else, some other competing investment that I'm, I might be interested in in buying instead of a, just a crummy 4% mortgage-backed security. So if the big picture economy is something that's really just zooming along, that low interest rate security is like, eh, not particularly interested in that. And so what you see is to the contrary, if the other investments don't seem particularly impressive at the time, I want to really put all my money into the stock market. I don't feel the, the big benefit of playing in futures or whatever it is that you might be looking forward to of what growth is going to come out of the U.S. economy. That then you might go, you know what? That mortgage-backed security looks pretty good. And so you can tell from the overall climate of what the, the confidence is in the, the investors that are buying these things might step forward and say to that mortgage-backed security being offered for sale, I'll take that. I'll take that at 4%. Um, you know, and we know a lot about um, mortgage-backed securities. If they're all comprised of 30-year loans, they're, they're, most of the time it's sort of valued as a 10-year deal. Mm. And reason being, you're not going to keep your loan for 30 years, right? People are going to – well, you're going to sell your house – you're going to refinance your house. You're going to take a cash out loan to do an add-on or a remodel. Because, I mean, let's face it, in 10 years, that 10-year-old kitchen you've got that's already kind of dated is going to need an overhaul. And, and we just know that people trade up, trade down, refinance, get divorced and pay it off. They get married and combine households. There's all these reasons why yeah, people don't events. have their loan for 30 years. So that being said, you know, it, it in on average it's closer to the tenure. That's why we talk about the tenure bond yield being the competing uh, investment vehicle. Is that you could buy this and then in ten years this is what you're going to get paid for having had that. Here's the interest rate. Sure. That today is right around two percent. Yeah. So if we know that a mortgage-backed security of thirty years is going to have roughly a ten-year performance, you say, well, those are at four percent. I'll buy that before I'm going to go buy those 10-year bonds, right? Right. So it has a lot to do with what the competing investments are in the market, the perceived strength, growth, ability of the market. It has a lot to do with the collateral quality. Are these perceived to be good investments today? Do we believe that the, the American housing economy is on firm footing and it's a safe bet and a good place to put money? So all of that stuff. Big complex things. In the end, the appetite is dictated by the people that come in and bid. So if there's a lot of people bidding and the securities are selling really well, it's a volume-based business. So say, okay. Yeah, demand. If I go down to 3.875 on the next security, that's going to help me bring in more, right? Because I'm creating more marketability, attracting people to refi, attracting people to buy, able to bring in more of this stuff. And if the same people show up and bid and say, that's worth 3.875, all the same to me, I'll buy that too. Then they come in and they, they want to buy it, right? When the Fed goes and pushes up interest rates by a quarter of a percent, that's supposed to lift everything by a quarter of a percent. And the thought was, theory. at least, yeah, and one of the theories was that when the Feds do that, 
they make those 10 years, um, those other vehicles of investment um, worth a quarter of a percent more. And so all things equal, the mortgage needs to be worth a quarter of a percent more in order to keep its footing in the investment market. And what we've seen now, especially where, you know, the Dow was flat in 2015 and this year has been rough. I mean, the headlines have talked an awful lot about the correction that has been and what might yeah. come and yeah. that we're heading into a long term bull market. All these different strategies, thoughts, fears, concerns, uncertainty, volatility, what's happening in the Chinese market. I mean, there's so much going on that the mortgage backed securities have been looking pretty darn good and that has created the attention that we've needed in the industry that now we've we've got interest rates that in spite of a fed rate hike are now better than before they did the rate hike um and i also by the way i also suggested several times on the show that there is some nervousness about a potential Fed rate hike, and we know that the market builds in a little bit of what I call fat, right? Yeah. I don't want to, if I'm the person putting together mortgage-backed securities um, and putting them out to bid, um, or the bidder that's offering a buy price, and we know that there's an imminent Fed rate hike at hand, you start to sort of price that into your offer. You know, you start to price that into your asking price. The market begins to have that cushion built in so that everyone feels like regardless if the feds raise rates or not, we're not going to get our clocks cleaned in these first trades. And so now that the fed did raise rate, I think part of what you see too is a little bit of that fat just naturally being let go of by both parties that said, you know what? Okay. The sky didn't fall. We are okay. Um, and sure. And then well, there's the a whole thing, other argument yeah, to be made. Did the sky fall? Look at the S and P <laughs> dropped nine percent, and the oil itself, crude oil, has dropped eleven percent since the rate hike. Yeah, and we've seen headlines already this month that since the hike, yeah, there that um, if you really want to believe that the U.S. economy is just zooming along, um, there's not a lot of headlines to suggest that's true right now. Um, in fact. Uh, most of what I'm seeing suggests that 2016 here is probably going to be another year of volatility. Totally. Um, lots of ups, lots of downs, lots of, um, you know, excitement ahead. And one thing's for sure, though, at this point, as I got to say, interest rates today are lower than they were in all of 2015. So if you bought a home, it's time to look into refinancing especially if you have mortgage insurance, especially, and especially if you have an FHA loan. So if you're in that boat, in either case, it's a great time to revisit it and figure out how to take advantage, get yourself something better, figure out how to make your mortgage insurance go away, figure out how to get yourself into a, a loan that's an appropriate term for you. Sometimes people want to take advantage of getting a lower rate and taking a shorter term at the same time just to try to pay their home off a little bit quicker. Um, so if you find yourself in need for any of those reasons, uh, we're your resource for that. One phone number rings all of our offices around the county, which is Paso, Tascadero. We're out on the coast in Morro Bay, and we're right here in downtown Slow. Call us at 543-LOAN, um, or 
you can go to the website, centralcoastlending.com. What we want to do is give people the idea to um, start planning, initiate the conversation, let us use time to the advantage to be able to position you the best possible way to be able to meet your objectives, uh, and then rely on our expertise to, to show you um, the things that you're not even considering. Yeah, and also th- that being said, if you're in a transaction and if you just feel like something's not feeling right, you're not quite sure, you're not getting the explanation or communication, reach out to us. Even though we're not going to be your loan officer, we're happy to have discussions with you about all this. Just call 543-LOAN. That's right. Thanks for sticking around. Thanks for, for your time today. Thanks for being with us today, Mike. You're welcome. All right, and we'll be back next, next week. week. Another live episode of Mortgage Matters. So 543-LOAN, uh, have a great week, you guys.